Oh, You're yeah. Listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And by God, the Steelers beat us to it. No way did we see a trade up this far. Uh, but just moments ago, the Steelers traded uh, for Devin Bush, linebacker out of Michigan. Um, th- this is Look, you cannot complain about this. I, I know there's going to be some talk about what the cost is. We'll get into all that. Uh, Chris is with me. Ian's with me. I think Ben's just about ready to join in. But um, I think you could tell by the reaction there, a lot of, a lot of Steelers fans are very, very happy. Um, Ian, real quick, what, what exactly did the Steelers give up to move to number 10 here? Uh, you know what? I actually haven't seen it yet, but um, I know I had calculated that they probably needed to trade a first and a second and maybe more, but we'll see when it comes up. I got to say, though, this is the first top 10 pick the Steelers have made since the year 2000, which that was the longest streak of any team in the league. The next closest team would have been the Patriots with 2008 was their last top 10 pick. So it's been a long. Oh, here it is. It just came up. Uh, 20th overall pick, second round pick and 2020 third round pick. So we had talked a little bit. Um, and I mentioned on Twitter, too, about how the Steelers in the past had been willing to trade um, draft picks in rounds they figured they would have comp picks coming in. So I think they're probably figuring they're going to get a third-round comp pick next year with Le'Veon Bell signing. So they yeah. traded away the, a third-round pick next year. They'll still have a third-rounder with um, Le'Veon Bell's comp pick, and they traded away their second-rounder this year, which was number 52. But to me, this is absolutely worth it. I mean, we saw what our defense was without Ryan Shazier and yeah. having Devin Bush in the middle, a guy who can fly, a guy who can cover sideline to sideline, can cover tight ends and running backs. This is absolutely worth it. What this team needed and I think it also helps reignite the fan base a little bit you know it shows an aggressive move up the draft board for a team that had um, you know lost three of their best players within uh, the last year and a half you know Shazier yeah. um, through no fault of their own through injury but then with what happened with Bell and Brown um, this is an aggressive move and it's extremely exciting to get in front of the Bengals which suck at Cincinnati for taking <laughs> William Jackson from us uh, Chris first of all Chris are you going to buy the suit that Devin Bush is wearing right now because I think you look great in it. Um, no, not buying that. I don't even know what you call that suit, but um, what, what, what do you what do you think about uh, going up to get uh, Bush here, Chris? Uh, I like the aggressiveness. I think the Culber had to grow some balls sometimes, and sometime and he did it this one because of ten picks in this draft. Um, so we lose um, our second round pick, but we have two thirds. So I think that's going to be the. Uh, the moral justification from Colbert when he comes up to the podium at some point, he said, we're going to, we have two thirds. Um, our one third is actually an earlier third. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 66. That's, um, was that, uh, 60, 66 is it? 66. Yeah. It's 66. Yeah. 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 So it's like what, 14 picks back. Um, that's like, that's not too bad. Um, I think we, we're still going to get an impact player without the round pick. Um, I like it a lot. Um, guy who can cover like, like, um, uh, Ian alluded to all around good player. Um, is he a top ten talent? That's uh, that's to be to be decided and to be uh, debated about. But yeah. um, a huge hole on this defense just got filled. Um, you know, our hearts go out to Ryan Shazier, but uh, at some point you had to plug that hole, um, and this, this pick does it. So um, we'll see you guys tomorrow in round three. Yeah. Um, uh, now, is it is it safe to assume? And Ben's jumping in here as well. So we got the whole the whole fam Damily. Uh, uh, as well, uh, but Ben, is it safe to assume with the picks that we've got that maybe uh, getting rid of that second rounder that we could always uh, package some to get back in the second? 
I'm assuming so. It, it's still going to be kind of expensive because the value yeah. of your low round picks isn't all that high. And that's where the Steelers have got lots of superfluous picks. It's like the sixth round, they have three. So, you know, I mean, there's a possibility they have two yeah. fives, they have three sixes. Um, their, their picks in the third round and the fifth round are both early. They got those from the Raiders who suck. Fuck you, AB. <laughs> and, you know, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, uh, I like the pick. Um, I don't really have any issue with this at all. I, you know, it's one of those things. I I tweeted this out today earlier. Uh, Steelers Twitter tends to bitch about what the Steelers do, no matter what they do. So, you know, it is what it is, but today the gripe was, Oh no, I would never trade a first and a second ever. It's never worth it. No way. But then last year they wanted Derwin James. I wanted Derwin James. I would have given up a first, second and third for Derwin James last year. And it would have taken a first and a second to trade up and get James. And everybody said that, that Colbert had no balls and would do it. So last year, it was a good idea to move to like 16, 17 and get him. But this year, right. trading up to 10 for a first and a second is a bad idea. I don't really get it. Uh, I will say this. I'm not uh-huh. – can't count on getting a third-round pick, a third-round comp pick for Le'Veon Bell yet. First right now – right now, it's barely projected – as a third round pick. And if they change where that line is a little bit, or if he uh-huh. gets injured and doesn't play much this season or something like that happens, it's not going to be a three. Okay. So people need to get that out of their heads until we see what happens over the course of the season. It might be a four, but right now it looks like they'll get a three. So the fact that they traded right. one of those away, isn't the end of the world. So yeah, not, not a, not a guarantee that it'll be a three, but you know, you're going to get some form of a comp pick. Um, uh, coming back from him, and and you know, I, I I love what Ian said. Moving in front of the Bengals, it seems like year after year they were always taking the guy that we were, you know, zeroing in on and stuff, and and we jump up in front of them. I will love, love, love to hear the stories coming out of Cincinnati because I wonder if the Bengals had Bush in their sights uh, and and got clipped here um, by by the Steelers. I, you know, I, 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 I love the fact yeah. that it's, that it's not, uh, Rocky Asin or, uh, Chase Winovich and no, no offense to either one of those guys, both nice players, but yep. I didn't see uh, a first round grade in either one of them. And, uh, Eli just pointed out to me. Thank you, Eli. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're sparing ourselves the Chase Winovich love here. Um, again, we, we are all basically on board. We like him in the second round. We did not like him as a first rounder. Um, and you know, Rocky Asin, uh, probably liked him better as a second rounder than a first, um, uh, for, for sure. Um, here, here's the ultimate question. Um, my, my big issue with Devin Bush is just his size, the ability to get off you know, these huge uh, offensive linemen. Um, is 10, Chris, is 10 too early for him, or was this just the move you had to make? Yeah, it's it's a move you had to make. Um, sometimes you have to risk it for the biscuit, as they say. Um, I mean, <laughs> going up to, to, to plug one of the most prominent roles in your defense, um, you know, we were pretty decent against the pass last year, but um, against the – or sorry, against the run last year. But, you know, against the past, you know, tight ends and uh, running backs are the backfield, we really need some help because we had two bucks playing um, a Mac and a buck linebacker yeah. spot. Really, right. you get a guy who goes sideline and sideline. Um, it will really help you. And um, the, you know, the question, though, is now, Chris, is, and I'm just going to ask you this, what do they do with Barron? 
if if you got Barron and White on the field, how do you deploy them? Uh, Bush. Yeah. Mark Barron's going to have to be take, the. You, you take me. Vince Williams Mark off Barron's the field on third down. Correct. Um, also, is Bush going to start right away? Uh, we talked. We heard uh, Colbert talk about how he doesn't want rookies on the field right away. So um, that's something to uh, monitor as well. Colbert lies this time of year constantly. I take nothing he says at face value between like January and about August because he brags about how much he lies. Well, and another thing too, and, and again, I'm speculating, you just traded up to number 10 in the draft. I got a hard time seeing this isn't a quarterback. This is a, this is a linebacker, a guy that needs to be on the field. It, it, I'll be stunned if he doesn't play much this year. I, I think you got to get him on the field. Unless yeah, I think, he'll play, I think he'll play a lot, but I don't, I don't think that yeah. it's, he's automatically going to be the starter. Like you're not going to just slide him in right now. I think no, he has think, to earn it, and no. I think that's what Mark Barron provides. And, and I think right away you have Vince and Barron are your starters, and then you know you can slide yeah. Bush in on third downs for Vince is what you do, and then you have both Bush and Barron on the field on third downs, and then you actually have mobility and some dynamicness from the linebacker position because you can blitz either one of those. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, you know, so, suddenly the you know with Barron and and now Bush and and Crape, who knows what else they're going to do the rest of this draft, but. Um, Man, what an exciting moment! Uh, just just to rehash the uh, the Steelers have traded um, from from twenty up to ten uh, with Denver, and they'll give up their first round at twenty, and they'll give up their second rounder at fifty two, and then a uh, uh, third rounder for next year, and um, to get Devin Bush, and uh, that's you know that's exactly what. Uh, what we wanted. I think a lot of people wanted one of those Devons, and, and that's what we needed. And, and uh, so I, I think it's great. Now, what do we do about day two? Well, can I toss one more thing in here? Real yeah, quick? whoever's got the yeah, me too. Noise, turn it off. So um, I know uh, I you guys gave me some flack for my – uh, you know, harping on all the trends that the Steelers have with their first round picks and uh-huh. what matters, what doesn't matter. But Devin Bush checks all these boxes. Check Every this out. Box. Every box. Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin at his pro day, along with uh, defensive coordinator Keith Butler, new defensive assistant Terrell Austin, and position coach Jerry Olsaski. He's a third year junior. He's only 20 years old. So another check box under 22 yeah. years old. Um, his spark score, which I know we go back and forth on, you know, spark isn't the metric that the Steelers use, but it's a good metric for athleticism 142.9 it was the highest spark score which is a measure of athleticism of any inside linebacker in the draft power six conference team ranked in the top 25 all four boxes that i wrote about are checked here so um it's it's absolutely right in line with you know the the players that the steelers like to pick um and, and this is this is absolutely a steelers kind of pick he's a guy that'll fit and uh you know, this is I, I'm I'm so excited right now. This is probably the most excited I've been uh, since we beat New England last year. <laughs> I thought you were going to okay. say since we drafted Bud Dupree, but um, no, I, I don't want to throw any cold water on this at all. But I want to ask you all. Yes, you do. To, yeah, a little bit. I just want to nitpick a little bit, pick a nit, and you know, I'll I'll ask yep. all three of you what what and Mark, you've already you've already spoken on this, Chris. Yep. What do you think Bush is going to need to improve upon? Um, it's definitely the um, you know, getting off blocks 
against against the run. He's going to have some offensive guards coming at him. Uh, he's got to have to you know stack and shake, get off those blocks, make the tackle. Um, also, in terms of uh, turning the ball over, um, Devin White and Devin Bush both struggled to turn the ball over. Uh, he needs to figure out ways to uh, turn the ball over for this defense. Uh, it starts, excuse me, mm-hmm. it starts in pass coverage, and then um, against the run, you got to you know launch the ball out, got to got to create some turnovers. This team just did not do that enough. Okay, fair enough. Ian, same question. I think he. Uh, I think, you know, Chris made a, some very good points there. And I think it's also just, you know, getting some functional play strength. He certainly has the speed to fly around, but we've seen the Steelers in the past draft a lot of guys who have the speed to get there, but don't have necessarily the, the tackling and the wrap up ability to get guys on the ground. It's one thing to be able to fly around on defense. It's another thing to get guys on the ground and bushes on the lighter end um, of you know, sort of the inside linebackers. Uh, So I think he definitely is going to have to, I don't want to say put on weight because that may slow down his speed, but, you know, add some functional play strength just to make sure he can get guys on the ground. He's coming in at 229. So, uh, you know, a little, little under 230, which is the the lower end for inside linebackers. You know, we're, we're going to have a lot of, a lot of time guys to, to talk about, you know, the, fit and and we already kind of discussed a little bit about you know Vince Williams and Mark Barron and stuff and um you know I, I I'm kind of like Ian right now I'm getting ahead of myself because I, I am excited the the team has has done something that um I, I think a lot of us wanted to see over the last two years uh, we wanted to see him be aggressive position. right we we did we, we, did. That's we should we exactly should all give right. them we should all Steelers Nation should all give them a collective pat on the back they are finally being aggressive, stepping up and doing something, and stop bitching. Yeah. Right? No, I, I agree with you. It's an aggressive move. Um, you know, if if ten years down the road we look back on this and say, "Oh, geez, it didn't pan out," I'm not going to care because at least they were aggressive. And this mm-hmm. was the guy. This was the guy that most of Steeler Nation wanted to get. Okay, so um, you know, Ooh, Colbert <laughs> Colbert can sit there all he wants to. Um, and, and say one thing or the other. But the bottom line is is, is he kind of did what a lot of us were screaming for to go and get one of those two linebackers, and, and I'm glad he did. And, and so now the Steelers um, will not be active, at least as it sits right now, until tomorrow night later when they have those two third-round picks. So, Chris, uh, what do you suspect the Steelers will, uh, will be targeting there with, uh, with those third-round picks? Uh, we're at 66 here. Um, it really depends. I, I, if, um, Sean Bunting, if he's mm-hmm. there, a corner, um, at 66, I would really like him. I had him in, uh, my mock of mocks before I submitted mine, um, for a while. Uh, I really like Sean Bunting, um, serves a, serves a need there. Um, then you got to go, um, in a different direction, you know, maybe tight end, um, Jay Sternberger, uh, some, uh, Cahill wearing some other guys there at tight end who can really help. Uh, and safety, uh, this safety class is kind of falling off a little bit, and maybe their stock is going to push back. Maybe you get a safety who can kind of plug into free safety next year if Sean Davis leaves. Yeah, yeah good point, and I think uh, the, the jury is definitely still out on him. Ian, what are you looking for tomorrow if things uh, uh, stand pat there with, uh, with the two third-round picks? 
I think they're definitely going to go after a wide receiver. Um, the guy whose name I've been throwing out there lately is Miles Boykin from Notre Dame. He was another yep. spark freak. He had yep. the highest spark score of any athlete in the entire draft class at over 150. Um, so it's you know some people said Boykin struggled to get off the line but he had great explosiveness in his drills um his long speed is fantastic he uh rated over the 95th percentile in most of his drills and if you watch Boykin's tape at Notre Dame a lot of it his lack of numbers I'll say was hindered by bad quarterback play there's a lot of tape of Boykin running wide open through the secondary and the quarterback either overthrowing him or underthrowing him or missing him so uh, he's a guy that I I think is really high on the Steelers radar if they go after a cornerback uh, a guy like Justin Lane from Michigan State also fits the bill of what they want Um, David Long another Michigan guy I know Mark you must be thrilled here right now you you got like khakis on and everything right now running around I I, I do have my glasses I have my glasses on the tip of my my nose um and I'm and I'm also watching Ohio State guys run through the middle of the field uh you know Bush is is uh he's an outstanding player and he's a Michigan guy and I grew up a Michigan fan and everything and uh you you guys know I'm not exactly a big Harbaugh person but it is what it is um I I'm just I'm happy for him and I see Rashawn Gary just went to Green Bay too so you know those those are two real good kids and and I'm 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 glad for him um and uh uh Ben what what are you looking for tomorrow uh third round type stuff uh tight end or wide receiver I like the idea of getting Boykin um yeah I I don't I don't really love the uh, the tight ends that are left. Moreau, maybe. Um, Jay Sternberger, maybe. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not that in love with those two guys. Um, Fant is definitely out, no question. Yeah. Um, you know, Rock Yasin may still be there early in the third. Uh, you know, and he's he's a very aggressive press corner. I don't love his change of direction skills, but. He could right. be a good value early in the third round if he's still there, for example. Uh, Justin Lane is another one. Yeah, I think he could still be there early in the third. Uh, or the Steelers may package some picks and move up back into the second. We don't know. If, if, if there's a player they really like, somebody they covet, they may do that. I mean, and, and you know, I did hear yeah. initially that Colbert thought the value in this draft was between rounds two and five. You know, and that was, yeah, that that was, was a long mentioned. time ago. Yeah. Well, it, it appears to be a deep draft and I, I'm just excited to see what, you know, what, what comes of this over the coming days. But uh, you know, as we wrap things up here and, and Chris, I, I know you got one more thing. So, so fire away here before I wrap it. Yeah. Uh, Steelers fans, nothing is etched in stone. Don't believe everything you hear um, <laughs> from, from random scouts, from, from your, you know, random Steelers site. Um, also, the Chase Winovich talk was just, you know, unwarranted. If you, if you ask me, um, did really didn't really check um, a ton of boxes in terms of what the Steelers like. Um, so just kind of, you know, be patient and uh, you know, look in the stars like Ian said in the beginning of the podcast. Go back and um, listen to what he said. Um, that's what goes on in the Steelers' first round. Well, and, and don't forget, too, I, I think a lot of fans get caught up with, ooh, they had dinner with player A. 
Don't forget the Steelers often have dinner with guys to get information on their teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you you wonder was was Devin Bush discussed a lot uh, when Chase Winovich was out to dinner? You know that that's certainly a possibility as well. So all kinds of gamesmanship goes on here all the time. But um, anyway, we're we're going to wrap it up here. And and you know, huge thanks obviously to twenty six shirts dot com. Uh, slash Pittsburgh, and um, you, you have a few days left to get the the latest uh, Pittsburgh Hockey Company um, shirt there, and and obviously I'm guessing they'll probably move on to some baseball stuff with with uh, the Penguins no longer in the postseason. Sorry guys, and um, you know yeah, big big thank you to uh, I, I refer to him often as Mister Wonderful uh, to to Craig. You know him better as at Eye of the Storm Z for sponsoring our draft content. Uh, he's got a heart uh, the size of well, uh, Devin Bush, man. You know, it's jersey. It's, it's yeah, he's a jersey guy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and he, he he just does. He just and he wears it on his sleeve too. So uh, love you, man, and uh, thanks for sponsoring it. But uh, yeah, guys, thanks for jumping on tonight, and uh, it was fun. And and of course, once the draft is over, we will have a full wrap up of everything that the Steelers did coming up. So uh, I'm just going to stop talking, let you get back to enjoying the draft. And my God, it's kind of nice. We can actually go to bed early for once on a draft night. Normally we're not picking until 1130. So uh, for the guys and for myself, uh, this is the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And hey, go Steelers.